0: Underpricing versus overpricing your listing. Good morning, everybody. It's time now for your Berkshire Hathaway bi-weekly podcast. Standing by with realty expert John Brodeen, and we're going to talk with John right after this. Look, if you want that home, let's go get you that home. And it's okay to feel a little nervous or to not know what to look for. Because our network agents have the expertise to take the scary out of buying a home. Well, most of it. Now, let's go get you home. And we're back at your Berkshire Hathaway Bi-Weekly Podcast. Realty expert John Brodeen is in the studio. How are you, man? Hey, John. I'm good. How about yourself? Good, good, good. I saw some of your social media posts. Uh, you went on a little ski trip out west that looked yeah. like a blast.
1: Yeah, went out to Big Sky, Montana. So it was. we had 13 of us guys, uh, got a couple condos right on the mountain and yeah it was perfect. So it was a guy week, or guy weekend. weekend. Yep. yeah Yeah, uh, and you
0: came back, you walked in on your own. I know. Which i made is sure a good thing. thing.
1: <laughs> on the last day uh me and one of the other guys, it started to snow real hard and all these other guys were really excited about that and I was like, "You know what? I've pushed my luck this entire time and mm-hmm. he was kind of in the same boat and he's like, Let's just go back to the condo. Sorry. Yeah. Are, are you
0: one of those guys that'll push the limits
1: once in a while or not? Not really skiing. I'll go fast when it's sunny and clear and I can mm-hmm. see what's ahead of me, but I'm not a good enough skier to be able to handle unexpected uh, bumps and stuff. Yep. It'll send me flying and then I'll crash. Yeah, something.
0: and people don't realize that, but it is hard to see when it's snowing. Oh, and yeah. it, I mean and When it's cloudy, yeah. Yeah, and these little bumps, you know, all of a sudden this little bump is actually a three-foot deep hole, and yeah. usually you figure that out and it's too late.
1: doesn't take that much of a bump, too, if you're going fast (laughs) enough. It can get you, derail you.
0: Well, I'm glad you had a good time, and uh, I'm glad you made it back in one piece, man. Yeah. Um, Your title today, underpricing versus overpricing your listing.
1: Yeah, so let's talk about um, what... What the difference is, even if it results in the same purchase price, right? Okay. So let's say uh, you've got a listing that's worth about two forty-five. Okay. And let's look at if you were to price it at two fifty-five and then negotiate it down to two forty-five versus pricing it at two thirty-five and generate a bidding war to get it all the way up to two forty-five. Uh, okay. So um, same result. You'd think that there isn't much of a difference, but there is. Um, so when you overprice the property you've spent more time on market. So there's Mm -hmm. more time wasted. Uh, There's fewer showings. There's very very low likelihood of getting multiple offers. You're probably going to be dealing with one single buyer after it's sat for a little while and end up having to negotiate down. Since you don't have multiple offers, there's pretty much zero chance of getting a backup offer. Um, And we'll cover that more later. The buyer won't have to offer their most attractive terms because they're not in competition against anyone. So this is where we start to get into the biggest differences. When we talk about the terms, Mm -hmm. Um, the buyer doesn't have to offer their most attractive terms because they're not in competition with any other buyers. So they're trying to get things to work in their favor and they have leverage to be able to do that since they're not in competition and the seller kind of needs the buyer a little more than the buyer needs the seller in this case. Sure. So, um, like I said, very little leverage. You don't have as much leverage in the inspection process in that negotiation, and you don't have as much leverage in the appraisal process in the appraisal negotiation. Um, and you're typically not going to get as much earnest money. You definitely aren't ever going to get any non-refundable earnest money mm-hmm. when you're dealing with just one offer, mm-hmm. right? Right. And now let's look at overpricing. So, or sorry, underpricing. So we've we've got you know, this is the same end result. You end up accepting an offer of two forty-five. just two different ways of getting there. One takes a little longer. The other option, you know, when you're talking about underpricing is you're very, and you're very likely to get multiple offers because people can see that this house is, this is a great deal with where this house is listed. Mm -hmm. Um, it's attractive and it's priced very fairly. Um, you know, a little bit below market value. So this is going to generate like a feeding frenzy of activity. Sure. You're, um, you're very, like you're, you're likely going to get bid up well over the asking price. So we already know mm-hmm. that we are mm-hmm. accepting 10 grand over the asking price. When we overpriced it, we're accepting 10 grand below the asking price. Both situations were arriving at the same end, mm-hmm. uh, purchase price. Right. But the buyers are going to come in with the most attractive possible terms to try to win the deal. Oh, okay. So Mm -hmm. they're all trying to, they're offering their strongest price and they're offering the most attractive possible terms that they can offer based on their financial situation. So, um, and the seller has all the leverage to dictate the terms that they want. Mm -hmm. So they can get the closing date that they want. If they want to do like a little seller um, lease back, they could negotiate that. They can get everything that they want. Um, you have the best chance of getting appraisal gap coverage. So when a buyer is trying to make their offer super attractive, they want to ensure the seller that we're going to close. You're going to get your money. Nothing's going to go wrong. Mm-hmm. One of the days, one of the ways that they're going to do this is by offering appraisal gap coverage by saying we'll pay five thousand dollars over appraised value, not to exceed our purchase price. Okay. Or ten thousand. Or they might say no matter what it appraises at we're still gonna give you your purchase price. They're gonna have to have cash to be able to do that. So it's only the most financially stable buyers that are gonna be able to do that. So you're gonna kind of have your pick of who's
0: the strongest buyer. Okay, Um, now when you you talk about overpricing, um, I mean, you guys, uh, you're called a realty expert for a reason. Now I would imagine, now correct me if I'm wrong, John, but uh, somebody says, this is what I want for this house. I would imagine if they're overpriced, uh, the majority of the time you would say you're asking too much or how does that work? Because you just said what can happen, Mm -hmm. um, from listening to you, it it almost sounds like, well, let's underprice it by 10 grand because we're going to get that anyway. But usually if it's overpriced, that's not your call. Is it? Um, if I'm
1: the listing agent, Mm -hmm. I typically won't take a listing that's overpriced. Okay. So if, if they want to overprice it by a wide margin, um, you know, we're probably not the best fit to work together. Mm-hmm. Either they're not really very serious about selling and they really don't want to sell. They just maybe want to test the waters. Test the waters, the water, sure. Um, or they're just completely unrealistic and maybe they try it with a different agent at their price and find, they find an agent who is willing to put it up at that price. It doesn't sell, and then they maybe call me back, and they're like, hey, John, now we're actually ready to sell.
0: Um, yeah, you should have listened to me earlier. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to say that, but well, yeah, no, I'll but, think it. Right, right. <laughs> now, uh, I would think now, if you have got an attractive piece of property, yeah. uh, say they're looking at, at, I'll just throw a number out there, 250000 mm-hmm. you know- There's going to be a bidding war on this. Do you just say, okay, 250, or do you start at 240, hoping maybe you'll get up to 260 or 270? Or you you got to kind of play that by ear, or how does that work? Depends on what the seller wants to accomplish, Mm -hmm. yeah.
1: And it's also going to depend where the comps are at. Because in a rising market, the comps, like on this example, where maybe market value, current market value is 245, maybe the comps only indicate 240. Okay. So there's a pretty high chance of a low appraisal that's where it's almost better to get a bidding war because then you have more likelihood of getting that appraisal gap coverage if you're worried about the appraisal if you think if the comps only indicate 240 and you listed it at 255 even if you get you know 250 or 245 you're still going to be uh the biggest risk is going to be that that appraisal comes in at 240 where the mm-hmm. comps indicate and the you know, the appraiser uh, is only really able to go off of the comps, the past sales. And those past sales from six months or a year ago, you know, when the market's rising fast, there's a little bit of a lag there. And then the other thing too is home inspection. Like we said, when you overprice a property and you're just dealing with one buyer and you've negotiated down much higher likelihood of getting beat up on that home inspection and you need the buyer a little more than they need you. Sure. So you kind of have to go to the beat of their drum with this a little bit
0: you know okay now with taxes and and assessments or or whatever they call it but um appraisals yeah well i know in minnesota right now people are getting their notices saying what their house is taxable value blah 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 all that kind of stuff yep now i know um at least from the few people i've talked to that uh, the value of their house has gone down according to the county or whatever, but I'm wondering now, um, and obviously some of these people have maybe done work to their house or whatever and and maybe don't want to go get it reappraised, but when you look at the taxable value on your house and then have an appraiser come in, can they be two totally different numbers and whose number do they follow? Do they follow the tax worth or do they follow the appraiser's worth?
1: That's, That's an
0: excellent question
1: they almost always are two completely different numbers. Mm, Almost always the taxable values are much lower. Mm -hmm. There's some exceptions. Newer homes um, are typically more accurate with their tax assessed values. Um, And homes that are in really rough condition that are actually in worse condition than the county thinks they're in Mm -hmm. might actually be accurate. But as a general rule of thumb, the tax values are going to be much lower than the actual market values. And, this doesn't have anything to do with the sale, right? Okay. So The appraiser isn't going to even look at the taxable value. Um, the only time the taxable value could matter to a home homeowner, where they'd actually want it to be higher, is if they're trying to do like a HELOC and they don't have to pay. They don't want to have to pay for an appraisal. Um, sometimes the bank will go off of a uh, a tax value if it's much much higher than what they mm-hmm. own the property, and that way the owner can save some money by not having to shell out. 700 bucks for an appraisal.
0: Right. And, and, and sure, your, your taxable value, like you say, normally comes in lower what the house is worth, but uh, that's probably a good thing because that's yes. what you're paying taxes on. That's what you want. Right. Right. And you know, okay. Uh, that- so
1: yeah, don't, if you have a low taxable value,
0: this isn't going
1: to hurt your appraisal at all. The appraiser's not even going to look at it. It's just kind of, it's a well-known fact mm-hmm. in the real estate industry that they're lower. So, and yeah, appraisals are a big thing in a rising market though. And then like we were talking about with the home inspection, when you've got multiple offers, you have a much higher chance of the buyer not doing a home inspection to try to make their offer more attractive. Just to try to
0: get it, yep. Yep, so
1: that's one less thing where you can get beat up on negotiations and lose money. Um, and then when you have multiple offers, you maybe you accept the strongest offer and you go to the second strongest offer and say, hey, would you like a backup position? What this means is the, that that second buyer can accept a backup position at the at their offering price, which is probably pretty good, you can sign it, and they become the primary offer if the first offer falls apart. Why is this attractive to you as a seller? Well, this means that when the home inspection happens, and if that first buyer is thinking about backing out, you know you've got a second one signed, mm-hmm. and you also are going to let that first one know that you've got a second one signed. Oh, so, sure they know that if they back out, somebody's already buying it.
0: Okay. Now, you have used uh, the term beat up quite a bit this morning. Oh, yeah. Um, and again, um, if you don't want to get beat up, if you want to get this done buying or selling, uh, whether you're underpriced or overpriced, um, that's just another reason to get a hold of a realty expert. Yeah. Uh, the term's beat up. Nobody likes to get beat up. No. And and you get, a,
1: you get beat up more when you're when your product loses consumer confidence in real estate, this means sitting on the market where all of the buyers in the market have passed it over. And this tells all the other buyers that everyone else has passed this one over for a reason. It's Mm -hmm. overpriced. There's something wrong with the property. Something's wrong and it gives it kind of a stigma that isn't a good, it's not a good stigma for your property to have. Um, and I'm not advocating advocating underpricing. Mm -hmm. Um, ideally you want to price it accurately. But if you are going to miss the mark, and almost every homeowner thinks their home is worth more than it is. Oh, sure. So it, the tendency, the, the mistake of overpricing happens much more often mm-hmm. than the mistake of underpricing.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: and, you know, there's that sentimental value that the homeowner, their house is worth more just because it's theirs right. in, in their mind. And they're not as familiar with the market, uh, the comps, the way we analyze the comps. The things that actually influence your home's value, and that's where a good realtor should be able to communicate them, communicate that to them, and educate them on where they're really at, where where their value lies. You don't, you know, if you do everything right, you're not missing the mark. Just because you got a bidding war doesn't mean you miss the mark either. It could just be a circumstance of market conditions. Sure, um, but missing the mark a little bit low and getting a bidding war is a much better outcome for your seller because of all these things we mentioned, especially being able to dictate the terms, getting the most attractive terms and being able to pick the strongest buyer. you don't have those options if you negotiate downwards and you get uh, and you've missed the mark high on your price.
0: Gotcha. Anything more you want to add? No no. all right uh, you're going to be back in on Friday. Yes I'll be back in on Friday. okay if somebody wants to get a hold of realty expert John Brodine, how do they do that? Uh, My cell phone number is 701-213-5428.
1: Follow me on uh, Instagram. I post content daily. Lots of short clips, information for homeowners, buyers, and sellers out there.
0: And um, as well as YouTube, subscribe to me on YouTube. All right. So I tell you what, if you're looking to sell uh, and you don't want to get beat up Get a hold of this guy, Realty Expert John Brodine. There you go, your Berkshire Hathaway bi-weekly podcast. We'll be back with John on Friday. Until then, have yourself a great day.